This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hello, everyone. This is Raise Your Voice as part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Brett Rutherford here today with Danny Russell, who's in for Darby Robinson. And Danny, a very, very serious topic uh, we have to discuss on today's podcast as all-star shortstop Wander Franco was today placed on the restricted list after social media allegations started to spread over the weekend that alleged he had a relationship with a 14-year-old girl. And so this is a very serious topic, but something that now is going to affect the entire organization. So, Danny, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't speak on it, um, but just kind of want to set the scene as to what we're going to dive into today. Yeah, we really can't sugarcoat it. I wish I wish we could. I wish we could talk about the two walk-offs. Um, you know, uh, we got Jacob Lopez on his way up, Osleves, Basabe, we can talk about because he's caught up in the middle of this timeline. Um, there's... It was a really generally good week for Rays baseball uh, until this. So um, I think what's important is we talk about what what's factual, what's alleged, how those are different, what is the timeline, and where do we go from here. And so if you are listening and you haven't gotten that yet, I hope this can be a place for you. If you have questions or you're just wondering, like, what are people not saying? I think Brett and I have an opportunity here to do that as well, but... Also, that will be with the grain of salt of alleged or on Spanish Twitter, they're saying, <laughs> and things that, uh, you know, just are not our wheelhouse. You know, we we definitely have our friends that are on that side of social media, but I am not uh, a native Spanish speaker. So even if I Google translate some of it, you know, this is secondhand information part of the time. But for the most part, we will be as factual as possible with the level of uh, quality and integrity that I hope you believe D-Rays Bay carries. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into it. Mm, okay, so news. I, I first heard about this Sunday afternoon. Um, I think someone had sent something to me on Twitter. And, and at first, there's just a lot of, of 
memes and stuff. It's really hard to find any reporting, and there really wasn't any up until today on what was going on, other than some rumors that had been uh, were were being spread through Twitter and Instagram, I believe. And then Wander Franco was having a day off, right? Uh, they say it's a planned day off, but it was a Wander Franco giveaway, it was a Wander Franco snapback giveaway. And he was, like you said, Danny, he was in the middle of like a, one of the best hot streaks of his big league career and just hit a walk-off home run on Friday. Um, probably was a candidate for American League Player of the Week um, before Sunday's mm-hmm. events unfolded. And then all of a sudden he's not in the dugout and Kevin Cash has asked about it post-game. He says he won't comment, uh, but it was just a planned off day for Franco. Fast forward to today, he's on the restricted list. And so I think the question a lot of race fans has is, have is, how long has, has Wander known about this situation and how it was going to unfold? How long has the team known about it? And really, I don't know if we, if we know that answer quite yet. Yeah, so uh, Peter Bendix, the GM, was on uh, WDAE this afternoon. Uh, he traveled with the team to San Francisco, and when he got there, he dialed in. And they started out by addressing a couple official statements that the team had made, and we should read those in a minute. Uh, but what new piece of information came out of that interview was that he volunteered, we as an organization found out about this during the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Wander Franco knew before. And we know that because he took to Instagram live prior to the game from the clubhouse. You can hear the music. Uh, you can see uh, Jose Siri uh, bopping around in the background um, and making some commentary as he's denying these allegations. So we have, Wander pregame denying the allegations, but also scheduled a day off. I will also say in response to that scheduled day off, I totally believe that that was happenstance. From my perspective, I don't think there's a conspiracy that maybe Kevin Cash knew something was afoot and decided to sit in. He had had 40 consecutive games. It's completely normal that he would have had a day off. In fact, he probably would have had one sooner if Taylor Walls were not on the injured list. So it's an abnormal situation that Franco had not had a day off and the Rays were about to go on an extended road trip. So you were going to need a backup shortstop anyway. It makes sense to get Basabe in. And it's not too uncommon to see the Rays do this with a prospect like Basabe who has been on the 40-man, has no path to big league playing time, would probably play for some other big league clubs if you were in another organization, but obviously he's been blocked by, by Franco, but you give him, you bring him up. Maybe he plays in two or three games, just gets a taste of the big leagues before finishing the mm-hmm. season in Durham. And the Rays typically do this just to make sure if Basabe is needed in October, he's ready. And so the timing of the call up for him was, was not strange at all either. Mm-hmm. And what do we mean by ready? Think about uh, what the Rays do every season. Josh Lowe comes up for a week. He gets to see Fenway. He gets to see what it's like to be promoted. In this case, Basabe would have gotten San Francisco and the Angels, but you're on a big league road trip and you're getting an opportunity to be integrated into the clubhouse so that you're not surprised by any of these experiences when it's your moment. You have those relationships starting to form, and you get that experience firsthand. We've seen the Rays it did Wanda. it with Franco. We've seen it with Bruhan. We we did it with Wander Franco as well, right? So 
that brings it full circle. Um, the opportunity was Basa Bay's regardless, and he had well earned it. Um, uh, I was thrilled for the opportunity for him. Um, and uh, it did feel a little rushed if you really want to have a conspiracy theory about this, because uh, he was informed in like the fourth inning on a Saturday that he was getting called up. Usually you expect those things to go down in the clubhouse beforehand. But either way, I truly believe standard off day for Franco. And um, so if if you're looking for some fuel to the conspiracy fire, I don't have one for you there. Um, I think the off day was well intended. Yeah. What what did the Rays say? So the Rays uh, released yeah. a statement today um, after news broke that he was headed to the restricted list. They said, quote, the Tampa Bay Rays and Wander Franco have mutually agreed that he will go on the restricted list and take leave from the club for the duration of the current road trip, end quote. Which is a week. And they actually followed that up about 20 minutes later with the second email that said, we support any steps taken by the league to understand, uh, better understand the situation. Out of respect for all parties involved, we will have no further comments at this time, which is also code for stop emailing me. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that first one goes out and it's one sentence. And I imagine there's a lot of replies saying, how about a comment or can I interview whoever it might be? So that's that's standard PR situation. Um, and understandable, the Rays really aren't in a position to say anything. Uh, let So let's back up. What are the allegations specifically? You mentioned a 14-year-old is part of the allegations. This is where we start getting into Instagram posts that are in Spanish, that are alleging relationships, where timelines are completely unclear. We don't know if this timeline is five years ago. Or more, we don't know if this timeline is last year or last week. We literally have no concept for when these relationships are alleged to have occurred. What we do uh, see spoken about in these posts that are out there online, you're welcome to go search for them, is a lot about what appears to be extortion of some kind. That there is a family in the Dominican that is pursuing some combination of potentially money and or a car. Uh, those are rumors floating on the internet. I cannot substantiate any of those. Um, but that is what you see when you start digging and you start uh, translating texts in large blocks from what's on Instagram and what's on Twitter. If this is an extortion scheme, and it would seem to be based on Franco's comments and also potentially Jose Siri, who was running around in the background of that video and saying something like this all about the money and yeah. people just want... And Vidal Brujan on social media as well with some cryptic yes, posts. Yes, very cryptic posts. Um, and everyone seems to be circling this concept of money. If it is extortion, unfortunately, that as a concept is not uncommon for... Latin American players playing in the U.S. This would not be the first race player to ever experience something like a, a demand for money um, through families or acquaintances from back home. So unfortunately, Major League Baseball deals with this on a regular basis, on an annual basis, and they have methods to following up. And what we do know also reported by Topkin is that Major League Baseball is using their investigative unit in the Dominican that's already there. That should give you an idea of how mm -hmm. 
frequent, this sort of problem might come up, um, even though most of the time it's not aired out in uh, Instagram Live and on Twitter or X. Should we be calling it X, Brett? I have, I, as someone who runs like social media accounts for my job, I have gone back and forth on this way too much, but I don't care about this podcast, whatever I, I, we call it, X Twitter. I know. Yeah, everyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> um, it's it's unfortunately common. I guess that's my point. And so that part of this isn't the big shock. What we need to kind of work through is that allegation of someone who's a minor or someone who's underage. Yeah. That's what kind of escalates this story into the stratosphere. And you, you mentioned the memes. You try to search for a news story on this, and instead you just get memes right now on social media. It's kind of been a frenzy. Um, and if Frank was ever cleared from this, I am afraid that this is just going to follow him his entire career. Um, also, though, we should say if he's not cleared of this and this is a, um, you know, a Chris Hansen guilty verdict, like lock him up. Yeah. So there's no and <laughs> we are not we're not picking a side. No, <laughs> is my but but as you say that we we learned tonight that um, authorities in the Dominican Republic are investigating this as well. So not only uh, is some of the trouble for Franco what Major League Baseball decides, what the Rays decide. It's also um, what law enforcement decides and the judicial system in the Dominican Republic decides. Um, so he's in a, quite a bit of trouble right now. The way this usually goes in baseball is we would find out after it's done. Mm -hmm. um, if we find out. And I would say that there are players who play for the Rays who have gone through some level of extortion requests from another country. And it never makes the press, either out of respect for the player in the situation or because it was never really publicized in an official capacity and there was no benefit to doing so. That is a crime. And going down that road, might the player might be requesting, please, I don't want this aired out. So what, what do we do with this situation where it's being rolled out on Instagram reels and, you know, momentary posts that people are screenshotting and then people are translating and it's difficult to know what's real and what's not. Um, attempting to look up accounts uh, and is this the right person? Is it a real person? Uh, it's impossible for us to know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so hesitant to go into the details of what's been alleged. You know, what the social media account that appears to be related to the alleged victim involved in these allegations uh, has approximately 2,500 followers and they had changed their profile picture to be from their picture to a text in Spanish that reads, it's not revenge, it's Newton's law. For every action, there is a reaction which lends some credence to the idea of, um, you know, I'm using this publicity for some sort of uh, tit for tat for something in return. Um, so if that's where you, dear listener, are want to go with your mind about what this is all involved with, if this is the, even the real account, you know, that is fuel for that fire. And, and we don't know any of that. Like none of that, none of that has been verifiable to this point. And no, no one in the U.S. is verifying. Right. Jeff, 
Passan is not, you know, ESPN has not verified. This caught wind, honestly, because the Associated Press decided to run a story on it. And when the AP runs it, it gets immediately syndicated on uh, Fox News, on ESPN, on CNN, uh, on the New York Post. If they wanted it, the New York Times could have run it. The AP just makes those stories available. And then when Jeff Passan comes in, he's just taking that story and then he gets to develop it a little bit further that's a standard way for this to go but it's it's difficult once that that fire is spreading yeah and it was the sto- the biggest story in baseball today uh, maybe in sports um like you said picked up by a lot of massive outlets it was on tv it was on radio it was on social media you know, it was everywhere. Um, and so, like you said, no matter what the outcome is of, of this investigation, and I hope that the investigators aren't like the, the, the social media storm isn't clouding their investigation. That's my hope is that it won't and that there is some truth to find in this. Um, but it feels like no matter what happens with, 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 with Wander, what happens with this season, like this is the story of the Rays this year. Uh, which is really, really unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> that could be the defining story and the biggest, you know, shock and, and decline of a star player since, you know, Josh Hamilton, which yeah. I feel like most race fans probably still haven't recovered from. Yeah. And and so I, I don't know where we go. From. Like, I think right now the best thing to do is just wait. Like, we're not going to speculate on any of the allegations. We just know what's out there. And I think I think Danny and I have, have, have read most of it. At least I know Danny has. He is as caught up on this story as you can yeah. be. But, but right now, we, we don't have much news other than the fact that the Rays are, have just started in San Francisco. And right now, Slavis Basave is the starting shortstop indefinitely. He's going to have to be, uh, unfortunately. Um, but also, kid, here's your shot. You know, you can't really pick the situation. Mark Topkin at the Tampa Bay Times had a translation of what Franco said on Instagram Live pregame. Mm-hmm. And if I may also say, the pregame part annoys me a little bit in all of this because you would hope that if he knows that this is going on pregame, that this is not a surprise to the team. Um, I kind of wish there had been some level of escalation that wasn't social media based, but maybe was to race senior management. And, but these um, Instagram lives and talking about like, like I think it was Randy Rosarena went on Instagram live and they were talking mm-hmm. about Wander Franco's suspension from June um, right. on Instagram. Live. It might've been while they were at the uh, all-star game festivities. Um, so this is kind of becoming a trend where like, what's going on with Wander Franco is being discussed on Instagram live, maybe not through the uh, same channels that the team would want. But, but what's important here is that Franco does corroborate the allocations uh, with his statements. Yeah. Uh, translated, he says, they say that I'm in public with a little girl that I'm running around with a minor. People don't know what to do with their time. They don't know what they're talking about. That's why I prefer to be on my side and not get involved with anybody because people gossip and talk smack. And then that's when one of the players off camera says, people always looking to get money. Uh, And Franco seemed to appreciate that. Um, And there was some banter back and forth. But it's, it's Franco saying they sign in public with a little girl. 
that I'm running around with a minor. I'm not a public relations expert, but leaning into the allegation does not seem like your best strategy when you're in a potential crisis. So, but yeah. Pro probably who, not. And maybe at the time he didn't understand the the gravity of the situation. Not to say that he should or shouldn't have, but uh, maybe at that time it, it it hadn't spread or he, he hadn't known what was going to come of it. Um, but yeah, not mm -hmm. probably not probably not the best move to make in that situation. It's probably not. Um, and I I think we should. It, this story is dramatic because of the allegation of it being a minor and we should circle back to that again we really have no way of knowing whether or not that aspect of this is is true or not we don't know if a relationship occurred although there are some pictures floating around on social media of things like a kiss on the cheek and things like that between franco and a woman who does not appear to be his wife uh but we don't know when those photos were taken Unless you timestamp, you know, his tattoos and try to figure that out. His tattoos already exist in these photos. Um, we we don't know how old the relationship is, when it occurred, how old the individual truly is, whether or not, you know, birth certificates have been corroborated, um, which is a frequent part of these sort, sorts of stories um, that come out of Latin America. So there's just so many unknowns. And we need to wait, as you said, before we can jump to any conclusions. I do think Wander not traveling with the team is for the best. Because it would have been a constant distraction uh, every single day for the, the team who, that needs to go back on the field and keep playing. And uh, for him personally, he probably doesn't need to be in a spotlight right now. He needs to be you know, out of the spotlight while MLB... Uh, and the Dominican, as you noted, um, do their own investigations. Yeah, it, it was clear that him not being there was the best decision. Christy Acker, who was also on WDA yesterday, a reporter for the Tampa Bay Times, said that the like the clubhouse was noticeably upset after uh, Sunday's game. And maybe it was just the fact that they probably got back to their phones and saw notifications and messages and they probably weren't told anything during the game because um, with Franco leaving in the middle of the game, it was pretty clear that everyone was becoming aware around the same time about what was unfolding on social media. Uh, so clearly the best decision for him was to remain home, go on the restricted list, and, and let the investigation play out. Um, and, and hopefully that's best for the team. Like it's It's been such a, a weird season, and they were kind of starting to play well again, and it, again, just kind of unfortunate. Not that this, there's ever a good time for this, but um, the Rays are in a really unique spot in their season right now. As an aside, just because I don't think I've uh, said it on the podcast, what a win it is for the Tampa Bay Times to have Christy Ackerman now contributing. Yeah. You know, she came from a Yankees beat. Uh, she moved down to Florida, joined the Times, and is a very adept beat writer. And so Topkin being able to have someone that he can share the burden with and divide and conquer uh, race coverage with is valuable. And it should have happened a long, long time ago. A lot of, you know, your primary newspapers have multiple beat writers who can share the load. Yeah. Um, but Christy's a big win and she's a great journalist. And uh, I'm grateful that the Times 
was able to have her. You know, Topkin was on a plane to San Francisco when all this went down. It was yeah. Christy who was covering the game at the trop that day. So it's incredible to think that, you know, the Times would have not had a journalist on site if not for uh, Christy's presence. So I'm, I'm grateful that she was there and able to do some very good reporting on this as well. I've really, yeah, I've really enjoyed her coverage and her and Topkin's writing are, is very different and I enjoy both and uh, they're very lucky to have her. So, uh, Danny, any any final thoughts on the on the Wander Franco situation and in the what's next category? I would I would love for the good journalism to continue. I think our media market is not as intense as a lot of other media markets, and I think this is an opportunity for the Rays to be asked difficult questions that maybe they're not always asked. Um, you know, what is the standard? for how the team should approach serious situations when they come up like this. Are players encouraged to bring this to the team? Or what's the methods for handling this? And why is this one happening differently? Why is this one playing out on Instagram Live and leading to rampant speculation and uh, you know damaging perspectives for the Rays for their star shortstop? Um, you know, And what level of accountability is there to make sure that the team can kind of keep their house in order. You know, this is a pretty difficult situation, but it's also a slightly damning one that this sort of stuff is playing out on Instagram live pregame. And no one knows that Franco is in that dugout until the fifth inning. Mm -hmm. It's astonishing that he was even at the drop that day. Agreed on all fronts. And yeah, just a very, sensitive topic that we'll address on this podcast when there's news if if there's no news by the weekend when we record again i imagine we'll just leave it where it's at but uh, the rays are in the midst of a 10 or a week-long road trip and currently in san francisco as they look to chase the baltimore orioles who are atop the ale standings and so hopefully the rays have made up some ground by the time we next speak to you but danny uh, thank you for for hopping in kind of last minute today and, and discussing this. No, I'm I'm disappointed. This is what we had to raise our voices about. Uh, let me ask you to raise your voice about something. If you had to uh, have a backup to Oslivas Basabe, uh, uh, La Negra Pantera, isn't that his nickname? Right? I don't the know. Black is Panther. it? I'm learning that for the first time. I love that nickname. I'm pretty. I I think I think he's the Black Panther. Uh, but uh, who would you be slotting in as his backup if he? you know, fouls a ball off his shin and needs to get pulled from oh, the game or something. Um, Oh, gosh. I think... Ofi- officially, I'll give you a short list, right? Are you going Isak Paredes? Are you going Curtis Mead? Or are you going Brandon Lau? Okay, so we're talking off the active roster, not like the next... No, no, no. I mean like tonight. Like okay, I, tonight. Oh. Um, like it's Isak the fifth Paredes. inning and he... Yeah, he, it's got to be he, Paredes, right? Yeah. Paredes, um, he's played shortstop in his professional career. I wouldn't trust Meade really at third base for much longer. Um, and Brandon Lau, I think he's a fine second baseman. I think all of his flaws would be exposed at shortstop. It's got – yeah. <laughs> this is where you're looking with – it's like Paredes, and then I'm wondering if Jose Siri wants to have some fun. <laughs> I bet, Yeah, I bet like Manuel Margot could like fake it for a few games. He could totally do it. Um, Either one of them could do it. Yeah, but it it would be Isak Paredes, and like he might be decent. I don't know. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Raise Your Voice. Once again, Danny, thank you for filling in for Darby. As always, make sure to follow all of the Rays coverage on DRaysBay.com. Once again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.